0: Welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name's Donatella, my secrets.
1: And my name is Coco Gem Holiday.
0: How you doing tonight, Coco?
1: Um, I don't know. This might be the last time I say that name, if I decided to change my a drag name in January. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see.
0: You still haven't fully decided?
1: I haven't, because I was like... Not to like jump into this, but like I, you know, I've been through a lot of cancellations, so I don't necessarily want to change my drag name because I don't want people to think it's because of the cancellations. I've been thinking about doing it for like several years, and I finally had gotten the courage to do it, but I don't want people to think it's because of that reason. Yeah. So.
0: Because people have done it for that reason before.
1: Yeah, especially in this city. Yeah. So. Um, but I'm doing great. (laughs) Well, that's lovely. Uh
0: I have, uh, since decided to kind of hang up all the wigs on the shelf and focus on other things. Um, I'm still Donna. I'm still here. But I think that, uh, if I ever did return to drag of, like, really any kind, um, I would kind of completely redo, like, the persona that I was doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I, uh... Yeah, I just, as far as, like, where I'm at in my life, uh, a lot of what drag revolves around is, like, liquor sales and alcohol and being out at bars, and it's just not a place I want to be in my life now or really anytime soon until I could say that I've, like, lived without this for a while because I definitely, I think, did have some issues before.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I am... Um... Just recently I have been doing a lot more stand-up comedy gigs, which are still kind of like in drinking related venues mm-hmm. um, but some haven't been and they've actually been really cool and it is a different dynamic actually um, like a lot of comics from what I've seen I don't I don't know a lot about this scene so I don't want to say anything off or wrong. I just want to talk about my experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I apologize if I do say anything that's weird or that's not what the scene's like at all, but um, or if it's just naive. But like usually when I'm at one of these comedy shows, I don't see them like throwing it back before they go on. Yeah. Like with drag artists, we definitely see like a few cocktails before performances and whatever. But like with comedy shows, I'm not seeing them like pound back the alcohol as much as they do for well, drag shows.
0: Yeah, and like you know, drink tickets are a big thing and. I don't know if that's, I'm sure at comedy shows, there's, there are drink tickets. I think that's for any kind of performance.
1: I've never been offered any. Really? Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying once again, I don't know if that's a, maybe they just have forgotten.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think in a couple of them, I got some drink tickets. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed when I gave comics drink tickets, they were like, oh, wow, that's so great. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's not super common. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm.
0: I don't know. I, I think that coupled with like the fact that you're in the bar and I mean, we used to say it, you know, like more drinks, more fun, you know, Mm -hmm. like just getting people to drink. So then you are getting a good payout for the night, you know, like a lot of the time when you're a drag entertainer, your payout depends on how good you push liquor sales that night. Right. And so for me, it's just like something I, I can't really in good conscience, like, participate in knowing that i've struggled with alcohol for as long as i have and Mm -hmm. um you know be promoting it when i feel very removed from it
1: you know the one thing that's kind of interesting to me like not to dog on it at all but every time i've tried to do a sober event in the city Mm -hmm. um it's always bombed it's so ridiculous Mm -hmm. how people will consistently keep asking me for it and then i'll throw it i remember this one time like, when we were doing Sober Pride, like, to do a Pride celebration that was sober, Yeah. none of the people who said that they were going to come showed. Yeah. And that was really disappointing. And I, I think that they're, like... And then also, of course, the bar did abysmal. Yeah. Because, like, they're only getting their money from food sales and mocktails, right? And so, like, across the board for the performers, for the bar, for the patrons, like, it just really wasn't a fun experience. I think when you have, like, sober events that they need to be... I don't know. I feel like the recipe has to be right, right? I feel
0: like they can't really be at bars, honestly. Um, I think that's what a lot of, like, recovery places kind of have issue with, is if there's, like, a sober event that's being thrown at a place that has, like... Even if it is a a sober event, you know, I think because of the venue that it's in, it could be potentially, like, triggering, you know? Um, I think...
1: I yeah, know. that's a that's a possibility, but yeah. I do also think that that the recipe isn't there for drag at least. Yeah, like I feel like maybe all ages would help with that. Yeah, like or not all ages because that also hinders the art of drag. Like like the recipe has to be everybody has to feel like they're not losing something, right? Yeah. So like maybe it's an eighteen plus event at a non bar location. Um, getting some of the 18-plus performers as well because they always have huge followings. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the venue and the entertainers split the door. That way the venue makes some money, right? Something like that. Like, Like the recipe just wasn't right. And that's what, I wasn't blaming. like, it wasn't the sober people's fault. I mean, sure, some of them said they could and they didn't. But, Mm -hmm. like, regardless, the recipe just wasn't right. Yeah. So it just has to be more, and I feel like that's, that's the other thing, too, like, when it comes to sober events is, like, I don't feel like enough thoughts being put into what that actually looks like for people.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: like cuz there's there's so much more than just the sobriety aspect of it it still has to be fun and entertaining
0: i think <laughs> so, yeah definitely and i think that there needs to be more i think there needs to be more sober spaces that are are primarily for that you know like tea houses, you know, something that is a little bit queer that could also be like a an entertainment or performance venue as well.
1: Yeah. Or even like a place that's like a vegetarian yeah. restaurant. You know, just like the recipe has to be right. Yeah. And instead of just trying to fit square pigs in around holes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and which is actually kind of interesting. This isn't it's kind of a tangent, but it also kind of brings us to our episode today, which is we're doing a year end review. Yeah. Actually um what you said yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. um god that's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) um so this year has um been hell for me yeah (laughs) with all the positives and but this the negatives were just really loud this year yeah like, horribly loud. Um,
0: well, it's because you were so um, big about saying how much of a good year you had, despite it being 2020 last year. It had to come extra hard for you this year.
1: It did have to come for me real bad. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, the thing that made 2020 great was my relationship, and my relationship has and con- consistently and continually grows, which yeah. I love that. Like, yeah. I love um, – it reminds me of the last episode of Charmed. I don't know why they thought of this, but, like – um yeah. Phoebe, who's, like, the person who always, like, went through all the loving relationships that were hard and horrible throughout mm-hmm. the whole series. In the very last episode, she says, um, she's, like, it's something, like, to the lines of, like, I've been in love, but I've never known love, mm-hmm. um, until this person. And I was just, like, oh, I was, like, yeah, I kind of feel that way. Like, I've, I've like, I've seen it, I thought I knew it, but I never really, n- I've never really known it until now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's nice.
1: Yeah. Um
0: I hope to know it someday. I um yeah, I'm focusing on loving myself a lot right now, which I think is needed.
1: Yeah, I think especially with this year like every also like people had to be re- more resilient this year because with COVID we had like regular COVID, Delta, Delta, and Omicron all mm-hmm. in the same year, right? And so like when the bars started reopening in June and like people and not just the bars, the world started reopening in June, you know, like capacity limits were going down. Mm-hmm. Cases were going down in June and then we sneezed and Delta was here. And then suddenly yeah. everything was like going back to like restrictions and blah, 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 blah. Like that was a really difficult time for us as a community like a world community and then literally over the last three weeks like omicron is just like destroying like it's literally tearing through people and what i have found is that for people who are not vaccinated omicron is kicking their ass honestly yeah just really really sad
0: yeah it is it's it's been a rough year definitely as far as like the pandemic goes i i don't know it's as since it's been happening as long as it's been happening we've had to really uproot and change our lives in a lot of ways and um
1: still wearing masks yeah right
0: yeah i mean at work and everywhere you go out in public still wearing masks and it's just something that has become like there's a lot of things that have become normal now that weren't normal before two years ago and One of those things too I mean we've now been like regularly Producing episodes of this podcast And it was really like the pandemic that kind of like Kicked our butts to start doing that
1: Yeah more regularly Mm -hmm. Yeah Um, And we've had some big hit episodes This year which is super cool Yeah, Um, Jumped our viewer counts Which has been really absolutely fantastic Because I do love doing this We
0: had our first Rue girl
1: Our first Rue girl Yeah. yeah absolutely Yeah that's really cool yeah, didn't even think about that We've done We actually promised ourselves For this year Well, cycle Kind of More of a mm-hmm. cycle That we were going to do A lot more interviews And we've really kept to that We have at least yeah. One interview a month We've which done is cool. a lot
0: I think Something I want to do So Actually, let's do resolutions At the end of the episode
1: Yeah that, We'll do resolutions
0: yeah. For like What we want to see The podcast do And then also Just like If, if we have any personal ones too
1: Yeah, absolutely So but, Um going back to the stuff this year, like obviously I worked at local, but I've talked about that a lot on the podcast already. Um, what I want to talk about is stuff that was outside of local. So Mm -hmm. like I did, um, when we did my cruise episode, uh, when I got back from my cruise and this thing was true, it's part of the, part of the reason I wanted to take my drag name was because I had always said in drag, I wanted to make it on drag race, or I wanted to like perform on a cruise ship Mm -hmm. and I performed on a cruise ship. So I feel like I've completed the journey of what Coco Gem holiday was supposed to be for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that that's kind of why I wanted to change it. And with all the cancellations that have happened because of local, like it's kind of like hindering me from that expression that I really want to have. And I don't love that. Like and my artistry for the most part isn't necessarily going to change, but I feel like it'll give me options. I feel like who Coco was built out to be, exclusively over even this last year, is like so concrete like Mm -hmm. like i can't divvy out like i can't deviate from this path Mm -hmm. with this name and this with this character i'd like to be able to explore a little bit more my comedic side and like because i said online i think probably like a month ago i had three things that i might want to treat this year like focus real hard on becoming famous going to the stand-up comedy route or whatever and then there was like another one um, and i really do like the stand up i've had good shows i've had bad shows um i'm writing more jokes and that's and it's a lot of fun it's it's a lot of fun and it's nerve wracking i'm not great at it yeah. so it's like something i get to work at really hard mm-hmm. also the drag side of it is a lot easier because um i don't have to like plan some fucking elaborate costume that I had to sew together and like with hair for the gods and yeah. like makeup that is just like, that takes me four hours to put on and, and like, and whatever, like with the stand up side, I can be like, she looks all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like acceptable, yeah. like, which is kind of cool. yeah And I've been kind of like, I felt really sexy and empowered recently at a show. Cause I did like this cute little pedestrian look um, with some, with my new hair. And I was just like, Oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was so in love with the look. Um, that would never have flown at a drag show except for a walk around. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I know what I'm gonna do with the name thing. I think what I'll do is my stand up will be known by the new name, uh-huh. and any drag shows I do will be known as the old name. Yeah. So like, and then I'll create like an Instagram profile. Like that's really centered on mm-hmm. the stand up side mm-hmm. and whatever and take pictures of like a lot more pedestrian photos you wouldn't have on a drag show side. Yeah. Because like that's the other cause like they've been using more pedestrian photos of mm-hmm. me for stand up comedy posters. Mm. And so maybe maybe that's how I do it.
0: I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah.
1: And then if one blows up, then just kind of let the other one naturally fizzle. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens.
0: How? Speaking of which, what are you wearing tonight?
1: Um, so tonight I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt because I'm living in my fantasy. Um, Though the t-shirt is from Hot Topic, it doesn't quite fit correctly, but it has a picture of a butterfly.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So what are you wearing Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I'm just wearing this lovely bohemian skirt. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Literally. It's got like tassels on it. Um. Might be a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm topless. Oh, <laughs>
1: boobs. <laughs> Just titties, everybody. Titties. Oh, oh, I forgot to ask Donna, how are you doing this evening?
0: Oh, Coco, I will let you know after this brief commercial
1: break. It's a podcast Check
0: it out. with Coco and Donna, tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast. With Coco and Donna telepodcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling (laughs) like it's a new year, so it's a new me. And I just have like my vision board ready to go for twenty twenty (laughs) two. You're
1: like, but this time from Pinterest I decided instead of like pins, (laughs) I would actually like use spit and gum and like (laughs) Yeah. If you
0: use your own DNA it manifests quicker.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: but um, I have a question for you. Sure. If you could sum up 2021 20, in one word, what would it be?
1: Um, oh or my you. gosh. I, I have the, I have the word uh, for I, you.
0: Like what is it, a lesson you took away or what is, yes. Uh, the what was word the theme? that
1: I would, well, the theme that I would do is, um. Uh, so like there, there is a word for this when you've been, oh, breaking point. That's what I was looking mm. for. I feel like um, I've always burned the candle at both ends. I've always Uh been super busy. I've always been hyper-focused and aware of the things that I was doing. Limits. Breaking point. Limits would be good. Um, uh, I I feel like I still haven't actually hit my limit. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I was consistently being bombarded with, like, if this would be a breaking point for me or not.
0: Yeah, it didn't seem like you really, like, had... Time to rest, as like different crises were kind of going on in your life.
1: Yeah, it was, like
0: I, one thing after another for a while.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and so like for me, like I just feel like I I I learned I can handle a lot. Mm-hmm. That was great to know, and I don't ever want to do it again. Mm. Yeah. Like I just don't ever want to be that busy or that that bombarded with a bunch of BS at the same time.
0: Yeah, no, that's a lot. I think my word is kind of similar to that. Mine is boundaries Hmm. because I think I became more aware, honestly, through therapy, um, I became more aware of my own boundaries and like how I needed to set them and how I needed to kind of reparent myself and take care of myself when it comes to like how I want to be treated by other people. Yeah. And I've really learned too that like, People will show you how they want to like treat you and stuff in life too. Like, I've learned that you know, talk is cheap, including my own. <laughs> oh,
1: int- interesting, yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Talk really is cheap, including mm-hmm. your own, and you got to really put those actions behind those you words. Do. That's that's really fascinating, yeah. Um, This year, so also this year, I was Miss Miss Sweetheart 33 of Portland Mm -hmm. uh, with Adam, who's Mr. Sweetheart 33 of Portland. And I've done a lot of fundraising events this year, which have really fed my soul in a Mm -hmm. good way. Um, Like I said, I didn't necessarily want to talk about just local stuff. Like I like being Miss Sweetheart was really cool. Like it was really great. And maybe I want to do maybe I'll do a bonus episode where I explain my whole year as uh miss sweetheart um just in detail the goods the bads and some drama Mm -hmm. just to get some more viewerships but like so that also happened this year um and i also got a promotion this year because i'm an assistant it manager at my job now which is super cool Mm -hmm. making a lot more money which is beautiful um this year we did get our housekeeper Mm -hmm. and our gardener this year as well uh which has just honestly been a godsend. We're, yeah, our, our housekeeper is just fantastic. I love her. Yeah, she's <laughs> great. Yeah, she really is great. Um, and and so I've had a lot of ups. Like when it comes to like the negative sides, like mm. outside of local stuff, like there hasn't been a lot outside of just rude, horrible drag queens in the community who are just mean to me for no damn reason. Yeah, like if I like push all of that aside, like I had a couple of bad days at work. Like. Things like that, like my health Mm -hmm. stuff wasn't super great, um, but I'm working actively on that. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I take out all of that drama, like it's actually been a pretty great year. Yeah, it's just hard to have that perspective when you're living in it.
0: Yeah. What about you? It is. Um, Are we talking about just like lessons that we've learned? Well, kind of like
1: just different things throughout the year, um, because we only touched on a few things.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's see. I I visited my family this year, um, and that was good. Um, it was good to have like really productive conversations with some of my family, and also um, to enforce my boundaries with family, which is good.
1: Yeah. Um, you started you, you, the job you're at. You started actually. Yeah, I started year. my I
0: started working in the cannabis industry this year, and that's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, and it's been really cool. It's been a nice experience. I got a promotion at one point. I, um, or slash, like a raise, and that was really cool. Um,
1: you also got that electronic bike thing.
0: I did, <laughs> and I haven't used it yet because the weather has not <laughs> been great for it, and it's very big. Um, Yeah. I have an electric bike, and then also one of the brakes isn't working on it, so I'm trying to figure out how to fix it. Um, (laughs) But until it's running at 100%, it's just going to kind of hang out for a little bit.
1: Sitting behind her TV right Uh now. (laughs) So I
0: got that to get around. Um, You know, if I I all of a sudden meet a guy that is... um, or person that is really into like biking and um that becomes our hobby and we just fall in love then, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it's there for, I guess.
1: You took some amazing photos at the beach drag thing that yeah, we did this year. That oh, was those fun. photos were super good. The cute. drag
0: me to the beach. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
1: You were hanging you were hanging out with that one boy at the time. Marcos, that one,
0: yeah. Yeah, he texted me the other day.
1: <laughs>
0: so, and I texted back, and then I didn't know Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably nothing. I'm sure he's busy. But I also like take a while to text back in between texts to, to people. Like I'll I will take a f- at least a few hours mm-hmm. to text back because a lot of the times I'm just like not ready to text right away. Also, right. depression. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there's that. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> also, depression. Um, sorry if I, I just needed to get closer to say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just needed to emphasize that. You went through. Let's actually talk about this a little bit. You went through a few turmoil relationships um, this year, and it seems like they don't get you down as much as they used to, like when, like even three years ago.
0: I don't invest myself in them like I used to.
1: <laughs> I, Sounds weird to say, but I think the listeners know what you mean. <laughs> I, I feel like,
0: well, I mean, it's the whole, like, fantasy bond thing. You know, anyone, when they're dating, and here's the thing. I used to think that I was, like, abnormal in the fact that I, like, fell for people, like, super hard. Here's the thing. Everyone fucking does stupid shit like that. Even if they're, like, well into their, like, almost 30s sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um I think I used to beat myself up because of it because I, I'd be like, why am I like this? Why am I like this serial dater that like, I'll invest a lot into these people and then I either I end up getting ghosted or like something happens and you know, I have to admit to like a lot of the time, especially when I was drinking and dating, like there were definitely toxic traits in me that would come out. But I'm definitely now working on them and addressing them. Um, I'm still a healing person and I'm still, you know, definitely, like, learning things about myself every day as I spend more time alone. But I uh, don't know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I actually
1: think this is, this is a terrible thing to say to a person, honestly, because, uh-huh. like, working in yourself is so important. But I actually think that some of them might be actually the people that you've dated since you've moved here. And let me preface this, not preface, let me explain a little mm-hmm. more. So, like, one of my closest friends has dated a few different guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen the dynamic of dating in Portland. So Donna and I have never dated in a city that was more queer friendly. Yeah. Um, stay on board listeners. This will be a second. So we've, We've never dated in a city that's more queer accepting. You can hold hands in public without, like, necessarily worrying about being called a faggot when you're walking down the street. Yeah. Like, you can go to restaurants. You can go to queer venues. You can go to queer events and just, like, queer, queer, queer all day long, which is great. That's really, really wonderful. What I've learned from that is, like, it's also, like, raised what people are wanting for themselves and if it like and gay people the one thing that's not different in any gay culture in this country is that gay people think that they just deserve so much more Mm -hmm. (laughs) than what they actually kind of do and I know that sounds crappy but it's true like gay people are like oh yeah I deserve to be a 10 and I'm a Mm 4 like you know like stuff like that and so what I've been noticing actually from your stories and then kind of seeing the way that some of my other friends have dated in this city is that The guys are kind of trash sometimes. Yeah. In the gay community. Honestly,
0: I've added to that trash sometimes. I've been... The thing is, like, I get ghosted, but I've also been the ghosty. I've had poor communication, especially when I go through bouts of depression. And I, like... Decide to get on, you know, that's another thing is this is kind of finally been the year that I've like really put a pin pin in like deleting my dating apps and like not getting back on them. Mm -hmm. Like I've actually taken time to like get away from them because I find that what I do is like I almost get a rush out of like getting the attention for like a, a short amount of time. And then the prospect of like actually taking the time to like go out and meet people and like get to know someone is exhausting. So I shut down and isolate myself.
1: Donna said a thing that's like was I don't know how exactly she said it, but back in the day she was like, I'm super tired of asking it was like what your favorite colors or what your favorite movie small is. talk you're like yeah. yeah but it was like a specific example and i was like that's a really because i even remember even in my my hoe days back mm-hmm. in my 20s you still have to do the same thing almost like initial dating mm-hmm. like I, like so sick and tired of caring what somebody's interests are and it's more, it's more <laughs> so like
0: get to know you type yeah. of stuff you know yeah and i think i think there's something great about getting to know someone as like time goes on um,
1: organically learning what organically, someone's favorite color yeah, is is great versus... forced
0: situations and... Yeah,
1: like, well, you know, what kind of guys do you normally date? Also, like, the, the wow. questions
0: on dating apps, you know? Filling out your fucking profile over and over again and just, like... It's like, do I even know what I'm looking for? I don't know, you know? Like, I... <laughs> it would be nice to have someone to cuddle with. It would be nice to have someone that would take the time to understand who i am as a person um and you know do the same to to the person that is trying to get to know me
1: yeah like it like it's three things i think in the dating phase you want to know that somebody one, um cares about listening about your day mm-hmm. um a couple of shared interests and if you're sad they're not a piece of shit like i feel like that is like dating as a whole for like the first few months and i've noticed here like it's actually really (laughs) i like list some of my friends who even are serial daters not relationships but serial daters will be telling me they're like yeah i stopped talking to that guy i'm like why they're like it just like i just he was like looking for something and i wasn't looking for it and we were just like I'm like, what is this? Where's Waldo? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I know what they mean. Like, it's just like, it's like I was more casual and they were more serious. I feel like mm-hmm. that's probably a great bow to put that, this subject in. Is like, I feel like oftentimes in Portland, like people are confusing what the other one's looking for. And even if you're both clear, it's like always a feeling. You're like, I feel like they want something more serious than what I've clearly stated I wanted. Mm-hmm. Or... They said that they want something serious, but they're treating you very casually.
0: Yeah, I get that. Like, mixed signals.
1: Mixed signals. Communication is dead here. I (laughs) I think
0: the the point I was trying to get around to earlier is that I used to feel a lot of shame for having these, like, little, like, flings and um, them not lasting, like, a while. And I don't really feel that shame anymore. I think it's a natural part of being in your 20s is, like kind of dating and feeling out what it is that you want and don't want, and... Yeah,
1: I mean, I didn't meet Adam... Me and Adam didn't start dating until I was 30. Yeah. Like,
0: I've... And there's a lot of people that I've, like, heard stories from that they're, like, they didn't even meet someone that like, they shared the rest of their life with until they were in, like, their like, early 30s, so it's not something that I'm like worried about or at all within myself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, it's obviously something I want for myself in the future, but it's also like, I'm, I'm really having a great time getting to know me and I'm really having a great time just like kind of entertaining myself and not having another person do that. You know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, I, I absolutely get that. I,
0: I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there was a lot of parts of me that were broken, and mm. um, I was hurting for a lot of years. And when I stopped drinking, I recognized that I needed to be more present and heal a lot of the parts that I was kind of projecting onto other people. And yeah. I don't know, that, I feel like that takes time, and I just am at the start of it
1: yeah, I do feel like it takes time. And here's the thing. like the right person will also really respect that journey mm-hmm. um, with you as you go through it, yeah. right? Like because most people, which i I tell this to everybody, if you think that you have to be a complete perfect person before you start dating, like, you're never going to find anybody because we're we're constantly learning constantly changing especially with new challenges of becoming an adult like with your health and uh-huh. your family and people passing away and like things that just naturally happen as you organically get older uh-huh. um so always be kind to yourself focus on what you need internally but then of course be open to the possibility of somebody I I like to say, just pay attention to the person that's actually treating you well. Like, me and Adam were friends yeah. before we started dating. And I used to say to myself, I was like, it'd just be so easy if I dated him. <laughs> so, like, because that was, he was the person who was just good to well, me. Well,
0: it goes back to, like, what we were saying. What I said earlier is, like, people will show you how they feel about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's really accurate. I think that that's... That makes a lot of sense,
0: and I I think that's especially important in dating because a lot of the times, especially for me, I would make up excuses for people, and it's like you're so dumb. Like they're showing you how they're how they're feeling about you, how they want to treat you. Mm-hmm. Like just believe them, believe them when they just show you. It.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, when people show you who you are, show show you who they are. Believe them. It's yeah. a very true quote, and I I do live by that. So this year we did um, some of the other positives, too. We did get to meet new friends. Like, I did meet Babs technically in 2020, but we became really good friends in 2021. I met Lexi and Evan this year as well. Yeah. And we have all we all went on a trip together, which was super fun to the went beach, to the beach. Um, which was beautiful. And I want
0: to do more of that this next year. I want to have more trips out to the beach. I want to go on more hikes. I, I want to be out and about more.
1: I want to go back on adventures. And the only reason that we didn't go that much this year is. Because because I was working at local Yeah. autumn went with um, Austin and uh, Stacy mm-hmm. by themselves. It's mm-hmm. kind of cute date trips, but like I didn't go on anything yeah. so this next year. I want to get back to that because like, I have all these pictures now from like a year ago where we were on a mountain somewhere mm-hmm. and we were on a beach and blah, blah, blah. And, like yeah. I didn't do any of that this year except for maybe a handful of times. Yeah. So yeah, maybe if we're gonna get into the res- resolution section, not really resolutions, but kind of hopes too. Yeah, um, I would like to redo stuff I did in 2020 by going hiking and mm. getting out into nature and being one with it and seeing the beach more than twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I like that. I like that. Some of my hopes, I yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Is I'd like to be out in nature more. I would like to delve into other creative mediums more i was painting today so that was fun i have some like acrylic paint on my hands um but i have materials to do like all sorts of other stuff i'm wanting to get more into like the latex work i have all the materials to start doing that so that's something i want to look at doing um, wire wrapping, rock tumbling. I just want to like. Mm-hmm. I want to get into a lot of different types of crafting and become a little bit more like self sufficient and have like skills that I could potentially like sell things to people mm-hmm. for. So uh,
1: yeah, that's my, a big thing. One of my hopes is I want to make it on Queens of the Universe. I, I oh really, yeah, I would love to do that with my drag. Queen
0: of the Universe. Queen of the...
1: Yeah, and then I also want to get better at stand up. I want to work at that. Um, I started writing some jokes that were... um, As I've worked with queer comedians, they Mm -hmm. don't pull their punches. They go in fucking hard. And I don't do that, and I would love to do that. And the only reason I always scale back from my jokes is because Adam doesn't necessarily love hearing about my ho-days, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a a lot of, like... um, Because, you know, it's, like, relatable is how jokes are funny. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, maybe punchlines and how you can shock comedy a little bit. And I think I could do things like that and straight audiences like Mm -hmm. have these jokes that I think would work well yeah um and so I want to write and but the punchlines aren't there yet they're not like hard-hitting funny yet Mm -hmm. and I would like to continue working on that um I love like because when I'm like I have a notepad which a lot of comedians do like where you know you see something or you remember something from your childhood you're like oh that's kind of funny and I like write it down Mm -hmm. a little bit to see if I can somehow make it into a joke yeah um but yeah i would love to um so that's kind of something i want to work on but my hope is to make it on queens of the universe and another hope of mine is that i do want to be making over a hundred thousand dollars before i'm 35 and i'm 30 sorry before i'm 36 i'm gonna be 36 next year um i want to be making over a hundred thousand dollars in my career that's a good goal. yeah and I'm, I'm gonna get there yeah um and all those are goals i like so the only hope i guess is queens of the universe and then I'm hoping – here is a hope. I'm hoping that me and Adam can, like, really look at the picture of what it means for us to have children next year. Mm-hmm. My goal in life when I was 18 years old is I wanted to figure out how I was going to have children by 35. I don't know why I gave myself that stupid number, but as I've seen what happens when you get into your 30s and your 40s and how your body falls apart, um, it makes sense of why you want to have kids a little earlier so you're not dying when they're, like – needing all this energy from you. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to be a grandpa dad. So next year I want to start talking about the picture of children. So hopefully by 37, um, we have a clear idea about how we're going to get there.
0: That's good. So that is a hope. Yeah. Nice. One of the things that I want for the podcast is I want to, I want to do more interviews. I want to do more (laughs) interviews and I also want to prepare better. For the interviews, um, just on my end, I want to have like questions ready to go, and um, yeah, I I want to have more like candid conversations. I want to be as authentic as possible on this podcast. I think that that's kind of what I've seen this as is. It's been like, I mean, here's the thing. I've probably said things on here that later I'll regret. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Me I have. Too. Um, but the thing is like I'm feeling and experiencing everything as I'm experiencing it and this has been a nice little journal of quarantine times in Portland and living in a city for the first time after moving away from my hometown and Mm -hmm. it's been nice I, I think it's been something to kind of document this as we're going through it
1: yeah I love that. I I do think we should, um, what I would want for the podcast is to get um, maybe a couple of weeks ahead mm-hmm. and then just stay a couple of weeks ahead, um, mm-hmm. which is easy enough to do. It just means recording a couple of episodes in one day yeah, um, and just staying ahead of the curve, which would be great. Um, and then also trying to get some more high profile interviews, not saying that the ones that we're doing we're doing are bad but i have a lot of friends who are famous in some capacity Mm um like and i'm actually not going to name any names because they might say no and that'll be embarrassing but like (laughs) i do know people from like a lot of different fronts which would be really cool
0: yeah yeah so well yeah i think that's amazing
1: yeah me too and i hope it turns into something Beautiful, because I do want to keep doing the podcast. It's one thing that I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, I like seeing what happens. I like looking at the viewer counts. I like seeing people be interested in our story. I got to use the podcast for when everything with local ended. And that was a really highly viewed episode. Um, Yeah,
0: you got to explain your end of things so
1: yeah and people really cared about that yeah um we are going to i am going to create a marketing campaign a lot of people don't know that we've interviewed quite a few people in the drag community here mm-hmm. and so i kind of want to create some marketing that says like by the way like we've interviewed all of these all people of these
0: people yeah so check out their interviews yeah. and yeah listen to their story i think everyone has a story to tell yeah and it's cool to be able to interview as many people in our community as we've been able to
1: yeah, I super agree with that. So as that brings us to the end of our episode and our end of year review, yeah, um, I'm going to end it with one of my, my resolution for the year is I am on a weight loss journey. I've lost mm-hmm. 20 pounds. I'd like to actually continue that, not start one, because you can never usually start it at the end of the year. But um, I want to continue my weight loss journey. And it's also the third day of Kwanzaa. So joyous Kwanzaa, everybody.
0: Yeah. Joyce Kwanzaa. I would like to continue my schooling journey. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did that thing. this year. Yeah.
0: That's one mm-hmm. thing I forgot to mention. I've been in school. Um, school. <laughs> <has gone> <laughs> <laughs> so I'd really like to get down to business with school and get like make a lot of headway so then I, I don't have as much time left to finish because I would like to be a professional counselor.
1: That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you could definitely offer people that service. Yeah. I'm going to be president someday. All right, that brings us to the end of our episode. <laughs> yes, thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.